Hello, and welcome to another episode of From the Honeycomb, a podcast that creates a spark of positive energy in your home to design, architecture, yoga, meditation, and travel. I've created this podcast as a place to come for design inspiration and especially to learn about Vastu Shastra with a modern approach. I'm your host, Katerina Burinova, and welcome to From the Honeycomb. If you are looking to nurture existing friendships, or maybe you're looking to grow new friendships, then today's episode will really resonate with you as I share Vastu Shastra principles to invite that energy, that friendship energy into your home. So grab a pen and notebook and let's jump in. All right, but before we jump in, let's take a moment to think of something that we are grateful for in this present moment. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. We like to begin every episode by sharing something that we are grateful for in this present moment, whether it is something small or large, anything that comes to mind that brings you a sense of gratitude. And today, I would like to share with you something I am grateful for, which is reading instructions. We are now on episode 39 of From the Honeycomb, and it is today, while recording the 39th episode, that I learned which way the microphone should be facing when I am recording a solo episode. Yes, it has taken me this long because just for some reason today, as I sat down to prepare to record for this podcast, it occurred to me, I thought it was always weird. I knew I saw somewhere way back when, when I bought the this microphone, it's a Blue Yeti microphone, that the I have to speak into the side of the microphone, not into the top of it. And I was like, why is that? Am I, am I remembering that correctly? So I took out the instruction manual that, I, of course, I still have, and I'm flipping through the pages, and I see the little diagram that says, yes, you need to talk into the side of the microphone, and that the Blue Yeti symbol should be facing towards you when you are recording a solo episode. I don't believe that little blue symbol has ever faced me. So I hope today's episode is extremely well recorded audio-wise because I learned something new today and for that I'm very grateful. I've been reflecting more and more on my friendships recently. I think it was last year I ended up letting go of a few friendships. And it's not that something dramatic happened or I had a big fight. It's just, you know, as we grow up and our lives evolve, you know, we get married, we have children, we get new jobs, move to different cities. And those friendships lose their connection, but that also opens the doors for new friendships, right? And so looking back on even just the last few months, I feel like I've really started to kind of build new friendships in this chapter of my life, whether it's through social media, this podcast, I've become friends with some of the guests I've had on here, and also kind of back to being out in the world after COVID. I feel like I'm back to taking like fitness classes, you know, into yoga, Pilates, just kind of putting myself back out there. As an adult, it can be really hard to build friendships. I'm not in school every day where I see the same people. I mean, yes, I see my coworkers, but they're not exactly people I always want to hang out with. 
And so it's a huge change trying to have friendships as an adult. And a couple of years ago, when I left Chicago, where I had built, you know, a foundation of seven years of friendships, these were friends from architecture school or friends of friends or partners of my friends. I had a great kind of group of friends, but once I moved back to Southern California, you know, where all of a sudden I found myself living in suburbia, working a nine to five job while also trying to study for my exams and not really finding like that group of people, it's kind of hard to start from the beginning. Now, I still have some friendships in Chicago, but of course I do want to grown and like start building those new foundations here in Southern California. And so, yeah, it's been a little difficult, especially with the exams, I'll admit. You know, I've gone on a few coffee dates with the hopes of forming a friendship, but it's definitely been something difficult. And, you know, it is all on my side in a way of trying to build a new friendship, new relationship when all of a sudden, you know, I kind of have to cocoon myself in my books and studying for weeks on end and then I'll emerge, take a deep breath and get what I need to get done and then jump back into studying and that cycle kept going over and over for really the last four years. It's been very hard to kind of keep putting an effort on my end, the effort that should be needed and required to grow a friendship from the beginning because I do want to put positive good effort into a friendship or relationship And so that's kind of been hard for me with my exams. So now that I only have one left, I'm really ready to jump in and open myself up to more friendships, but while also remembering and cultivating the existing friendships that I have. And so to help me, I've decided to get a little energetic help from my home. That's right, we're going to use Vastu Shastra principles to help blossom new friendships while nurturing the ones we have. And so maybe you're like me, feeling a little stuck, especially after the last two years of COVID, and so it can kind of be daunting making new friends. So let's tap into the energy of our home to cultivate that friendship energy. So today we're going to dive deep and focus on the northwest quadrant of the home. This is because the northwest quadrant symbolizes our friendships, our support network. So as I mentioned in previous episodes, in Vastu Shastra, each quadrant of the home is governed by an element. The northwest, which we'll discuss today, is the air element. Northeast is water, southeast is fire, southwest is earth. But today we'll talk about the air element. In each of these quadrants also there is a deity and a governing planet. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about the deity and governing planet for the northwest quadrant of the home today. So the deity is the god Vayu and the governing planet is the moon. And so the moon and the god Vayu, they govern our mind, our moods, and our emotions. And it's really the moon that includes aspects of our interpersonal relationships or our friendships, our intimacy, kind of an attachment. Um, The moon really holds a lot of power over that. Now, on a side note, I don't know if you've ever heard kind of this guess kind of explanation like I don't know what it's called an explanation a quote or something but you know someone will say how can the moon affect my emotions that it's you know a rock in space how you know not a rock but whatever you know what I'm saying is a thing out in the atmosphere how can that have effect on my emotions isn't that a little like woo-woo-y but when you think about it the moon affects the ocean's tides 
high tide, low tide, it creates that movement in the water. And our bodies are 60% water. So wouldn't the moon have some sort of effect even on us? Because when you think about it on a physical level, the moon governs our bodily fluids. And so it can be related to dehydration, skin dryness, even constipation. And the moon also governs our lungs and our kidneys. So that's where the moon kind of ties into the northwest quadrant of your home. Now, the deity is, as I mentioned, Vayu. Vayu is the lord of winds, the god of breath, and prana. And this makes sense because, of course, this area of the home is the air element. And so often, Vayu is depicted riding deer or a gazelle. He's kind of a bluish green, and he'll be seen He'll be seen carrying a white flag or banner, and this is his weapon. Now, Vayu rules over the spirits of the mountains and those who dwell in the foothill mountain of Meru, which is actually a mythical mountain that exists in old legends. Now, Lord Vayu has a little bit of a scandalous side. Although he was married to the daughter of Vishwakarma, he had many affairs. And it's also said he once tried to seduce all the hundred daughters of King Kusanaba, and they refused him. Now, this caused Vayu to be outraged, and he cursed them all to have crooked backs. That's one way to take rejection. So to review, the northwest quadrant is the air element, our deity is god Vayu, and moon is our planet. Now, I won't really get into Vayu and the moon, but I will talk more about the air element and how you can bring that into your home in today's episode to cultivate that. Yeah, we'll call it friendship energy. So what rooms are best to have in the northwest quadrant of the home? The one room that is really great to have in this area is the guest room. So when you think about it, you have the air element, right, that governs this area. And air is movement. So when guests stay in your home, you usually don't want them to stay too long to extend their stay. And so by having the guest room in this quadrant of the home, you're allowing the guests to stay, but then the air element sends them on their way in a way. Having a bedroom in the northwest quadrant is also recommended for those planning to have a baby. And kind of an older principle is the granary should be in the northwest area of the home. So also if you have a factory and you want your inventory to move out of the northwest area because that would mean your business is going to flourish. And of course, we can't forget about our furry friends. A great place for them to sleep and live is in the northwest area of your home. Now, of course, if any of these rooms aren't applicable to your home, that's okay. Don't worry about it. In a lot of my episodes, I share, like, for example, I mean, we rent. So, of course, I can't go redesigning my home and creating, you know, guest room. Although our guest room is in the northwest quadrant of our home. These are just recommendations of rooms if you are designing a home. So what does it mean to have an unbalanced northwest part of the home, to kind of not have that balanced friendship energy? Well, what can that mean is you might have emotional instability, depression, negativity, dullness, moodiness, kind of goes back to those emotions, right? So the moon has something to do with our emotions. And as I mentioned, the moon governs our bodily fluids, So we may feel like we have dry skin, dehydration, kind of negative effects just on our body of having that unbalanced energy. 
So how can we balance this part of our home, right? Because we want to bring in that friendship energy. We want to balance. We aren't feeling dehydrated or constipated. Just that all sounds awful. So what we want to do to balance this area of the home is doing a few little simple things. If you don't already have the guest bedroom there or a granary, I mean, who has a granary these days? But you know what I mean. What you want to do is you want to add colors. So you can add colors like light gray, ash, maybe a smoky brown. Kind of avoid colors of like dark gray or black. Those are too, too heavy. You want very light colors. So for example, our living room, which is on the lower level, is part of the northwest quadrant of the home. Then we have our guest room upstairs. We have a gray couch. So although actually Jesse and I just kind of had a little bit of a disagreement on what color the couch is. He says it's blue. I think it's gray. Maybe I'll take a picture and put it on Instagram so you guys can be the voters and decide what color it is. But in my eyes, it is gray. And so that couch kind of is in located right in the northwest, kind of the west area of the home. But you do want your furniture to be light. So I did mention our couches there. Really, we would want like a light wood furniture there. Or also if you have any furniture that has, that's made out of rattan. I don't know if I pronounced that right. I actually had to Google the, this, what this is while I was researching for this episode. Rattan is a type of palm that grows in like Southeast Asia. It almost looks like kind of like a wicker basket material. So kind of looks like, like maybe like bamboo with some of this rattan, this wicker basket. It's very light, right? Very light and airy. If you think of like Southeast Asia, Bali, think of this like light furniture. That's the kind of furniture you want to have in the northwest quadrant of the home because it's that airy, light, right? We're still in that air element, especially in this episode. Now you can invite air elements as well. So what are sort of a few examples of air elements? You can have wind chimes in this area of the home, maybe lighting an incense, any smell that you love because the incense releases smoke, which is an air element quality. It's kind of adding these elements into the northwest quadrant of your home, whether it's the colors or the furniture you put in to this area, that will start to invite and cultivate that positive friendship energy. So by creating this positive energy around your home and the space you occupy, you're creating that that friendship energy to grow your friendships or invite new friendships into your life. But you can't just think, I'm going to light this incense, put some wind chimes up, change my accent pillows to be a little bit more gray, and then just sit back and watch. And I'm going to have text messages coming in with people inviting me to stuff. You also kind of have to put yourself out there, right? Don't want you to only focus on just creating this energy. I want you to do so with good intention, as I always say in, in the podcast. Add those elements, but in this case, I also want you to be open. Open to whatever comes toward you, you know, do say yes. Say hello to the person you keep running into in the local coffee shop. I want you to kind of take that energy out of your home, that friendship energy that you're cultivating, and take it out into the real world. Text back that friend you've been thinking about meeting up with, and actually, better yet, I have a little assignment for you right now. I want you to send a text message 
or DM or WhatsApp, whatever, to a friend you haven't messaged in a while, but have been thinking about reaching out to. Could even be an emoji. Could be, I'm thinking about you. Hey, let's grab coffee. Whatever it is, right now, get out your phone and send a message to a friend. That right there is also your first step into cultivating that energy. And so I encourage you to use the tools I've shared and experiment with what feels right for the space and you. I want you to trust yourself as you make the changes. And if you feel like something is off or the energy doesn't feel right, don't force it. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I am sending you all the friendship energy I can. And if you like this episode, please give it a heart or thumbs up and click the follow button so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes. Thank you so much and see you next time.